This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. On Joy. Hey, listen, we went to see Hair of a Musical with the lovely Pauline. God, she can sing, that girl. Yeah. And we had Hugh Sheridan, fantastic. But I'm a bit annoyed because we waited for the naked scene. They didn't even turn the lights on. I couldn't tell whether someone was, you know, Arthur or Martha, whether they were. (laughs) Yeah. You didn't bring the torch. Well, no, Andy said it was only, like, inappropriate to do it. But where were you? Why weren't you there? I was on World Tour. I was on my, my when I say world tour, I um I DJed at like four different places across the weekend, which is like a record high for me, maybe five. But I was everywhere. So I don't understand. So why do you only DJ for an hour or two? Why aren't you just the DJ for the night and you're there until twelve? Great or? question. I'm I'm happy to answer that. Okay. For an eighty five dollar fee. No. Um. I normally just DJ at an F forty five gym, which is like I have a residency there every yeah. Saturday morning, and that's about know three you're hours. Into Lycra and you know, I love head it. Brand. Bit of spandex. Yeah. Yeah. yeah nothing nothing yeah. wrong with it. Um. But this weekend I had a gig at a bar. Yeah. And I in, had a gig for in the f- Richmond. I saw that. Yeah. You should have come along. I played Kylie. Well, sweetie, we went out to Geelong, and it's a long way. True, that is a long way And then way we away. went to, like, two pubs in Geelong. Oh, God. We had just a great time. Surprised you're alive. I did all right. I'm oh, a little rough over there. And Andy, I had to go home at midnight, but that's okay. Yeah, I'm the same. I clock off early. I'm an early... Like, that, I DJed till 1am, and that was that was the big times for me. I thought I'd made it. Anywho, so I go on, I go on tour, right? Well, I call it a tour. I, so, basically, you just went DJing, so it's not a tour. Uh, yeah, but it was the, I think uh, that's the closest I'll ever get to a tour, so I want to hold it dear to my heart. You know, that's my that's my big name tour. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> so that you've put that on your resume now. I, I DJed in some second-rate club in the back alley of Richmond. Yes. <laughs> I had two good interactions. Well, two oh. interactions, one were good, one were bad. So, first interaction, met a fan. I met a fan of our show. Do you know Andy who texts in every week? Oh, yes. I was DJing for the Fox FN uh, at, uh, in St Kilda, like Pontoon it was called. I like that, Andy. He's very intelligent. He writes smart texts. Yeah, he's lovely. He? Yeah. yeah, and he's always mentioned, he's lovely. Big fan of the show. And he was there. So I got a fan. My first ever fan interaction was with him. We got a photo together. How cool is that? Oh, I can't wait to see it. I've been recognised. Uh, second fan interaction, though. Mm-hmm. Um I call this person a fan just because I really despise her, so I want to like, give her a bit of merit. So I'm DJing at this bar in, in Richmond, right? And a lot of people, for some reason, mistake a DJ with a, with a coat rack. So this girl comes up to me. So you're behind your decks. Doing work. Like, doing I'm work. a little bit. Yeah. People are dancing. On a stage. And this girl comes up to me and she goes, hey. And I'm like, hey, what's up? Do you want to request a song? Like, what, what, do you, what do you want? And she goes, no. And she starts handing me her phone and then her wallet. And then she takes off her leather jacket. She passes it to me quite abruptly. Doesn't fold it or anything. Just throws it at me. And I'm just I'm just perplexed by this because yeah. you know I DJ at an F45 gym. This doesn't happen normally. And yeah, well, like most 18th. people don't give you their you know old trainers and say, "Can you mind?" Anyway? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. 
She then goes, this is an $800 jacket, oh, so, so that means take it was care of it. 80 cents, you lying bastard. I know, I was going to say. What is, look, did you turn around and say, listen here, sweetheart, it ain't bloody Downton Abbey and my name's not Carson, so you can take your coat rack and stick it where the sun don't shine. Oh, I wish yeah. I did that, Thomas. Really? I, so I, someone walked out while you were working and thought you were coat man. She thought I was a coat man. I would have dropped an $800 jacket on the ground and trod on it and said, now it's worth 60 cents, sweetheart. <laughs> 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 and again, that's why I'm not allowed out in public. I was very excited yesterday to see one very amazing athlete was immortalised in bronze and it was unveiled at our bustling Federation Square. Ooh. Did you know who it was? No. The statue was commissioned by the AFLW's major sponsor, NAB. Ah, oh, cool. Nice to see the banks doing some money with all our $2 transactions. <laughs> this happened. <laughs> it's and sense. it replicates uh, the Australian rules athlete, uh, who got Talia Harris. Oh, so she the was the big kick. The one with that kick. How great was that kick? Phenomenal. 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 Uh, she got some backlash over that. What, she All got back- sexualized. Yeah, sexualized is probably the, 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 the massive part of it. It was just a bunch of dudes going, oh, how hot's she? <laughs> Which took away from this. Yeah, it definitely. Um, what What's the. It, it, it just really painted a bad image of the AFLW. Well, definitely. Well, I think it's about time, actually, that, you know, it's a timely and much-needed addition in celebrating Australian athletes. Which I includes think so. women. You know what I mean? There's some great athletes out there. Well, the statues of dudes everywhere. Freeman. Yeah, when you definitely need more women out there. Yeah. Is Kathy Freeman, does she have a statue? No. She should, shouldn't she? Yeah, she's an icon. She'd have to have one. Well, I want to say congratulations out there to Taylor Harris. She's been immortalised in bronze. I still think we've got a long way to go, though. Because even though we've got a statue there, the, the sentiment is still the same with, with dudes still looking at AFL women's as a, you know, not as an, a viable option for their, 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 their sport viewing. And they still sexualise the girls that are like, oh, look at them in their tight short shorts. And I think it's the same with our community. And if, were you watching The Block this week? I, yeah, I've been watching The Block. I love The Block. Yeah, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a fan. I watch it with mum occasionally. And I was following along in the news and, and, and when I was watching The Block with Scott Cam and the two... Two gay dudes. The, oh, the Mitch partners. and Mark. Mitch and Mark, as you know the names. Yeah, those two. What did you think of all the hoo-ha of the alleged homophobia and they had a big old battle? I have battle. never been so cranky in my life. I, I've been watching at it Scott? from the beginning. No, not at Scott. There was no homophobia anywhere. I did not see it. These two young men from the beginning changed their floor plan and talked about that room being their party, party, party room. Now, I got that still on tape because yeah. I actually went back and had a look to see whether Scott had actually said people like you referring to gay people. Oh, because that was one of their complaints who as well. Be partying all the time. Because Scott called it a party room, or apparently, well, allegedly, no, 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 no. and he said to them people like you, allegedly. Mitch and Mark called it a party room to their builders, to Scott Cam when they did a walk around for the first three weeks until they realised that the real estate agent said that the people next door now have got no chance of selling their home for three and a half million because the master bedroom backs onto their party room that they said. Once that happened and people turned on them, they then decided, no, no, it's not a party room. It's called a living entertainment. Then they turned around and said, the cashed up bogans from Perth have got no idea. Everybody has multiple, you know, three living rooms in the house. And I'm thinking, well, sweetheart, only rich dicks like you living in Bondi have three lounge rooms in their home. It's not the average. They kept going on about the average Australian has multiple living rooms. Then when Scott tried to read out some... People next door have made a second master bedroom down on a lower floor to try so you'll have two alternative master bedrooms Right, it's not next to good the call. party room. Yeah. So Scott's reading that out from the judges saying, good idea. They started going, don't go there. Stop talking about that. 
try to knock Scott down while he's giving feedback. And as he said, mate, I didn't write this crap. I just read what the judges say. They told him to shut it down, then went off stage and called him some effing filthy names. Scott heard about it, came in. He actually apologised and said, I'm sorry that if you thought I was being homophobic, when I said people like you, I'm saying, you know, single people with no children, kids have already moved out, you know, double income cashed up. You know, you got money. What I will say about that, though, is when he did go to apologise... He apologised because he knew it was the right thing to do, but he didn't actually want to apologise, and that was quite evident. No, I thought at first he did mean it, and you could see it in his face. And as he apologised, they kept going, "Mm mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and the anger in me was building. And I'm thinking, I said to Wayne, I don't know how Scott just doesn't grab their two heads and smack it together. And I thought, well, you could smack those two people together because that Botox wouldn't have made any (laughs) problem on him. But then they didn't... All they said was, okay, thanks, and moved on. And they didn't apologise back. Yeah, and Scott got quite angry. I'm happy. I was... First time ever I think Scott can show the brain. Ever. Well, there you go. They did a hug and apologise afterwards. No, no, they did last night. They've come back only because of backlash. Yeah. Backlash. That's not an honest apology. It was reverse homophobia, and they should be shut down, those two. Mick and Mark. Mitch and Mark. Mitch and Mark, you should never be, shut be down. allowed you first. to walk down the streets of Mardi Gras. We've fought for a long time to get equal rights, and when we start using this as a weapon, we're, we're cutting our own throats. We had it first on Tom on. It's not on. Chris Eels, hit me with the spiel, my friend. Good morning. I had a couple this morning, but I think this one takes the cake. It's probably the best trolling that I've ever seen from an Australian business person. So, I don't watch Survivor, but allegedly Janine Ellis has been on it in Fiji in the last season that's been going on. Nobody watches Survivor, I know who watches it these days. I know, right? Um, But anyway, she was evicted from the show on Monday night. Now, Janine Ellis is is probably a favourite of TV shows. I know she's done a whole bunch of them as as the leader of Boost Juice. Um, She's been quite a successful businesswoman. Oh! Oh, I know who you yeah, mean. You know okay. the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. She's right. done Undercover Boss and all yeah. of that sort of thing. Anyway, so she's she's no stranger to reality TV. And in the outfall of being evicted from Survivor, she missed making fifth place and top five. So yesterday, Boost Juice around the country announced that everyone except her four fellow contestants were eligible for a cheaper Boost Juice drink. And that was shared on Instagram and Twitter. Really? Yeah. I know. I thought it was pretty funny. Pretty petty. Have You, you know what? I remember taking my children to Boost juice a long time ago mm. and walked in there and going to get a juice and I went, there's no way in hell I'm spending $47 on four juices. And oh, turned around and walked out the other and direction. And you pay for all the extra protein and the yogurt I just said, God knows no. what else. I thought that's why she's a billionaire because she charges... for an orange. It's amazing what you can do with fruit these days. Here's my qualm. Well done. Here's my qualm with Boost Juice. Real quick, I was thinking about this the other day, so it's funny you bring it up. This is a really stupid qualm. They call it Boost Juice. It's a damn smoothie. I I mean, false advertising. Can I sue? I thought smoothies had milk in them. They've got like they've got um yogurt 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 so yogurt okay. that counts as a dairy supplement. I'm gonna call it a smoothie. It's thick. It's not juice. You drink apple juice and you go have a boost juice. I'm sorry, two different things, Chris Eels. All right, all right, we'll take that on notice. Thanks, Mikey. Well done, Chris. <laughs> Thank you so much for this feel good, sir. Wake up with Tom and Mikey Thursdays for breakfast on Joy. Tune in to 94.9 in Melbourne. Stream live at joy.org.au or download the Joy app. Find all our podcasts at tomandmikey.com. Subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get podcasts. Joy Podcasts, where you want them, when you want them.
Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help us keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.